Hi, I'm Kyle, and on episode 433 of the MWA podcast, Sean and myself are asking Kate Swan the five questions. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Kate's interview on episode 432. So welcome back to the show, Kate. Thanks. Well, before we get into the five questions, do we have a Patreon shout-out this week? Yes, we do. We've got a shout-out to our Patreon supporters, as we always do. Today, we're going to shout-out Nick Carruthers. Thank you, sir for your yes. support. And uh, if you, dear listener, would like to support the MWA podcast, go to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. Fantastic. Well, so start us off. You got there. it. So start off in the in the five questions. Uh, number one, how did you get into woodworking? We kind of talked about how you started the school earlier, but how did you actually get into woodworking? I lived in Portland, Oregon, and I had a house that was built in 1918. Oh, so that's where that accent comes from. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, AKA the money pit house. Um, Oh no. Yeah. And every weekend it was the project, right. That just got bigger and bigger. And so I started buying tools to, to fix these problems. And um, many of them were woodworking tools. And, and while it's very dating, it was, pre-YouTube and I didn't really know how to use them. So I went to the community program of the Oregon College of Arts and Crafts for about four years and loved every minute of it. And that that's I got there and started making furniture. And it's I just have not looked back since. That's amazing. I mean, that that does date you, but not in a bad way. We're all that old. (laughs) We understand what pre-YouTube is. Uh, My my kids were born before iPhones were invented. It it happens. It It happens, right? Happens to all of us. Totally fine. Uh, That that's really cool. That like you, you. I mean, I mean, we find that we hear that a lot. Where like home ownership spurs this on, like the need to do a thing. But being in a place where you have an a, a accessibility to learning is also very very cool yeah it was great it's great place to learn it's closed now unfortunately but Mm. but it was a great school and and i think there were some instructors that went through that was sort of quite well known at the time um i i I didn't know who they were but but it it was and um it was it was just a fabulous place to learn slowly um you know because i still Mm. had a had a, a job in in you know but but um and of course all those northwest woods you know uh, <laughs> Oregon, or black marbled walnut and you know all the big leaf curly maples oh god it was great so, yeah you you miss that in florida now <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> I've got I've got eight quarter curly maple over in my shop somewhere. Oh, yeah, of it somewhere. Just picked up from a buddy of mine. <laughs> well, well, what brought you to Florida, if you don't mind me asking? Um, so I was married at the time, and um, my um former spouse was uh, a um, special forces, mm-hmm. and. 9-11 happened and he got recalled to active duty and the choices were uh, um, Iraq, Afghanistan or Tampa. And I had a, we also had an 18 month old. So it was oh. like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I didn't necessarily pick Tampa, but it, it you know, it's, it's really been a, a, 
evolutionary place for for me to live yep awesome. yeah yeah same same here i kind of found myself on the texas gulf coast but and it's great but it's like you know from late july through late october it's like the pucker factor goes way up <laughs> every year <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like no, I can't go on vacation during that time of year. You don't know what might happen in my house. You know, <laughs> with a plan. Exactly. Yes, yes. I've had to evacuate my tools more than once. Luckily, I've only get gotten hit once, and that was right when I was starting out. So it wasn't that big a deal to replace everything. But uh, yeah, yeah. But speaking of that, what is your favorite tool? Um, now uh, our limit is twenty three. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Let me pick the top few then. I'll okay. try not to go on too long. Um, so uh, Lee Nielsen has a flat spoke shave mm -hmm. that I, above all of the spoke shaves, and it's beautiful. It, just the weighting of it, the way it holds the hand. It's I. It was an early purchase tool for me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what I had at the time, but I've come to over the years, I just love it's just a beautiful beautiful tool um and then because i love to embellish i have a, a um i have various burning tools but i have you know a, the pyrography kit that i have is the the burn master pen and that's phenomenal um and and then I, okay you said 23 yes <laughs> <laughs> um so i think i would put the other one because i'm a power tools woodworker base woodworker I love my saw stop table saw. I mm -hmm. think that they have done a phenomenal job of machinery with with that table saw. Um, you know, you know, I had a Powermatic sixty six for for like twenty years. Right. And it was so painful. It's like letting go of an old friend to switch to the saw stop. But it's it's just a great machine a just well machine works like charm you know nice mass to it yeah so yeah those would be my top three i, I guess i can't i want to keep going and going and name everything <laughs> but, but yeah you're right yeah now which saw stops do y'all have do y'all have the industrial ones or the professional ones um so i i can't remember the numbers of them but we have the top the 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 biggest industrial one. Okay. And then we also have one that is the first cabinet saw after the contractor saw. Yeah. Uh, so it's the 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 entry level cabinet saw and then the industrial top end. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Again, yeah, so people can see points of contrast. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The professional, I think that's the professional one is the entry level cabinet saw. That's the one I have. Yeah. Uh I think the industrial one you get a larger table. You got a lot you, more lead in before the blade. You, you do. Yeah. Um it's also a three phase. So you have to you know you have to work oh, yeah. three phase. Yeah. And then the other challenge with the industrial is because it does have that bigger lead in it it's a challenge when um you're a little bit shorter, right? Because that oh, reach yeah. Is mm -hmm. you know, on the exit of the saw, you've got a longer lean over that you have to do. So, I actually, you know, prefer the the uh, smaller cabinet saw just because it's a better size for me as an individual. Oh, that's a good point. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I hadn't thought about that. I just, you know, noticed. Hey, wow, it's got wow. all this room in front of the blade. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're like yeah I'm, I'm, right I'm over a shorter stature myself. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm in shorter stature myself, so I, uh, maybe I made the right choice then. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I like that the the smaller sword. Mm. You know, it it that one actually feels like it it works a little bit more smoothly than the than the three phase industrial one. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't know preference, I guess works yeah. works for me. Yeah, right. And then you then you got the Minimax slider combo machine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as you go out there and I look at it and I'm like, damn, that's a beautiful machine. You know, and mm -hmm. it is. You know, yep. and and uh, you know when when somebody has the the fiscal wherewithal for it, I I would point them towards that machine because it's you know for really high end machines. That mm. if you went out and you bought them individually, you would you'd probably end up spending a little bit less, but not that much more or less. Mm. And um, you know, I just that and it's a slider as well. It was the first time I'd ever used a slider, and I was like, ooh, spooky. Um, but it's not. I mean, that thing, you know, you just slap something down and bada bang, bada boom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at those. Unfortunately, the way my shop layout is, my shop kind of looks like some sort of like Tetris uh, block, and <laughs> it's got these these columns that support the house through it. There was no way I could fit because the Minimax used to have a, um, a a showroom in Austin, and I used to have to travel to Austin for work, and I uh, dropped by the showroom more than one time <laughs> and look at those things and went, "Yeah, there's just no way I can fit this in my shop." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this new thing, and I, I guess the machine that we have, the footprint is really, it's not, you know, I always thought that sliders had this, these huge boom arms, right? And, yeah. And this one doesn't. I mean, it's it's probably, I'm making this number up, right? It's probably wrong. Um, maybe 10 feet wide at the most. Um, mm -hmm. It's probably less than that. Probably, I, you know, but yeah. yeah, I like it. That It's a really nice machine. Yeah. Well, interesting. Very cool. So, uh, next question: Who has influenced you the most? Mm, okay, so uh, a limit. I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> we like to say uh, like comma in woodworking. Okay, what, right. if that limits that. So I, I, so I would say that I guess I have two people whose work that I look at and who inspire me all the time. Um, and one of the, the first person is um, Brian Newell. Um, I think that that he has this beautiful sort of Japanese aesthetic, but sculptural aspect to his work. It's it's just it there's it, just something about it that's you know I love his pierced carving work. I, I love the angles on it. I, I love that he plays a bit with things, um, and just the craftsmanship is. Uh, just so beautiful um and then the other maker who i just um i think i saw him like many many years ago and i was like okay that that's really why that's really the kind of furniture i, I want to build and he's not with us anymore is david savage he's a he's oh yes a, a british british maker mm -hmm. um and and both, you know, there's a lyric to their work, right? It's there, there's there's movement and play and grace and you know, and you just look at it and you go like, oh, that's it's just they're just beautiful pieces. And and so I think as a as a woodworker and as a, and as a maker, I look at their work and I think that those are that that that's work at its pinnacle to me. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the book that uh, I I saw a number of his his posts before he passed away and stuff. He used to be fairly prolific yeah. in the community, and uh, the book that Lost Art Press did was just fabulous. Yeah, that, yeah. The, uh, the designers make his hand, designers hand. I can't remember. But yeah, I, I was trying to I was trying to say I think is I think it's designers hand or something. I think that's right um but uh yeah yeah he he was he was so great so yeah. um that's a it's a shame it's a shame we lost him but uh, mm -hmm. oh but so with that uh what has been your biggest stumbling block um and so my i would say that my biggest stumbling block is that my creative brain is stronger than my engineering brain mm -hmm. and um <laughs> I, you know, when I'm designing something, I, I can, I, you know, I, I thrive in the design world and want to get to that finished, the, 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 the creation, I want the creation to be done. I want to skip the middle and I want to skip the sort of like the construction part of it and, and mm -hmm. see the design come to life. And, you know, it's, it's, very i think important for a woodworker to let their to let to play in the design process and be and then get through that and then switch into engineering brain to figure out the whole construction process in um and to have as much patience and and depth with that as you do with the design process um so that's the that's my stumbling block is, is I, you know I seeing seeing doing a design wanting to 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 seeing it realized is is mm. sort of like I, oh I want to see this or you know I want to sit in that chair or, you know. yeah so that's you know just just doing the the functional work you know I love I love making but doing the architectural um engineering of it I guess uh -huh. like, you know it's it's is yeah. I have to stop playing and work when I get get to that bit. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I've seen I've seen the documentaries for numerous furniture designers, and that's always, especially the mid-century modern folks. A lot of them were like, "All right, I'm designing it now. Um, you know, turn this over to the to the factory. How y'all gonna make this?" Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, coming from my my carpentry days, yeah. and um, it actually I worked in the design carpentry field for a, mm -hmm. a short stint uh, having the, the like the the four letter word not some not such four letters was architect because <laughs> their their drawings would be like yeah do that and then we'd have to figure out how to do that and it yeah. was like guy that doesn't work mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah but but i'm with you like i'm I, i'm totally in the like I, I i can design in my head i have a cad background i work yeah you know, i now work in T, it but i worked for uh, 14 years in design yeah. and before that and and i i can spin up something and completely conceptualize it in mind yeah and modify and modify and modify and modify but that second i put a tool to wood i get the jitters because <laughs> like oh shit what if i mess this up you know like uh you know but it it's i mean that that's common i mean i i understand it but like the iterationism of design is very easy compared to the production yeah. of making 
Yeah. It's 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 a it's slippery road, right? It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I saw one about uh, Herman Miller and all their designs, aims and all that kind of stuff. And that was one of the things that if they didn't have those designs, they wouldn't have invented some of the new techniques. Now, now a lot of them are aren't woodworking a lot of them are you know in plastics and fiberglass and stuff mm -hmm. like that but sure. some of them are as far as you know doing some of the bent lamination and the bent plywood and that kind of stuff so yeah it's kind of interesting kind of yeah. interesting that so sometimes the designs lead to new techniques and new materials actually yeah. yeah i mean kyle yourself look at how you've modified your your own designs over the couple mm -hmm. of few years that you've been producing products yeah and it was just with, ah, okay, I found a different way or I found a different material or, you know, all these things kind of inform the original decision yeah. to modify and increase or improve or whatever, you know, like mm -hmm. that's, that's the way to go. It's not, yeah. it, I would say it's a stumbling block, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. No. Yeah, but, but at some point in time, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop, you gotta stop playing and start doing the work. Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Uh, my big epiphanies come when I'm trying to sleep or just waking up. <laughs> it's like, oh, let me try that. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. I, I had that exact thing. Mind you, it was in high school in programming class, but I woke up from a nap and I went, that's how. That's how I have to compile that. I know now what to do. And uh, that those are powerful moments. Very, very powerful moments. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I did want to stop right here. Uh, we were talking about David Savage. So that book is The mm. Intelligent Hand. Intelligent Hand, that's and, right. Yes, by Lost Art Press. So check that out. It's a great book. There you go. Oh, so right. how has the internet influenced your work? I think the internet is just a fabulous thing, right? I mean, it's... I so we're we're talking to each other so so i think that the the internet has open or has enabled nerds to come together uh, <laughs> we can be with our peeps right instead yep. of like toiling in you know solo in our shops we now have a whole community of people that either we just follow on instagram or we engage with or you know provide inspiration or encouragement in and I think that that the internet has allowed us to do that. Um, that we, you know, we we now know people in other countries and in other engagements because this tool allows us to do that. Absolutely. Um, and you know, as as wretched as COVID was, I think that you know uh, the the internet really shone at that moment and and the school did a couple of zoom classes but there was one in particular where we were all sitting on the internet mm -hmm. we were all making stuff in our garages and some people were sitting in their jammies in australia and somebody somebody was in france in their you know in their parents living room and you know and somebody was in israel and some you know it we we were sitting woodworking all together and and i think that 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 is a, you know one of the most powerful things about the internet is that it is you know given us a way to connect without without peep nerds you know <laughs> <laughs> we all get to hang out together and i i that's so i think it's great uh, absolutely it's awesome yeah, it, it, that is it is absolutely fantastic well with that um kate where can folks find you on the interwebs yeah so they can find us on instagram at school of woodwork um a website which is schoolofwoodwork.com 
Facebook, which is also, I think, School of Woodwork, and other places. <laughs> just just uh just get on google and do florida school of woodwork and they'll all pop up there they are. well you can always find me on instagram at barton.kyle or bb custom tools bbcustomtools.com or on youtube under bb custom tools or kyle barton sean what about yourself well you can find me on most social medias at sean w78 and that just about wraps it up for this show if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.